Hello and welcome to the official Copper and Blue podcast. I'm your host, Preston Hodgkinson. Joining me are my lovely co-hosts, Shona Hickmore and Rob Soria. This is the podcast about uh, a week or two after free agent frenzy in the NHL. The Edmonton Oilers were... Um, they were busy, but they weren't uh, as busy as some other teams. They did some uh, in-house cleaning as they brought back Evander Kane on a four-year contract worth about 5.125, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Brett Kulak comes back on a four-year deal in the $2 million range. Uh, they bring in Matthias Janmark as a depth forward and Greg McKegg. And then the goaltending issue is seemingly solved by bringing in Jack Campbell on a $5.5 million contract. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's where we stand as, uh, as from an Oilers standpoint, um, just to get things started off here, how would you guys, uh, think of the Oilers, uh, work this, uh, off season to date? I'll go. Cause Rob is going to make me go anyway. Um, certainly am. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not, I don't hate it. Um, let's be clear. I think the Kane signing is preemptive, um, because we haven't heard back from the arbitration around San Jose yet. Yeah, that's true. So that, that I, I think that's a number of ways. So preemptive. And, you know, I think in doing that, they may have knocked themselves out of other opportunities because that's what they'd settled on. I think, and they settled on that, I think, right before free agency, the night before or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like midnight. Um, it might have been the day of free agency, but it was at midnight. So, yeah. So I think that they. Um, may have hamstrung themselves a little more than I would like in that respect, just because that arbitration hasn't come down. So um, I don't know what would then happen to this new contract. I'm expecting it would be voided if suddenly Evander Kane's rights are still San Jose's. Um, So that is a little bit worrisome to me. The Campbell deal was very expected. Um, You know, I was was super gratified that he then uh, helpfully posted a picture of an adorable puppy grade eight uh, content. Um, quite enjoyed it. Um, yeah, Mark, I don't understand. And McKeg, I can take or leave. Um, the only thing I, the only concern I have with those two is um, if we're bringing in depth forwards before we've kind of established if we want Puyarvi and um, Yamamoto back uh, and they have to go to arbitration, I am pretty sure that both of those guys still would have been on the board um, after you'd sorted out some more of your less depth pieces. Um, I know they also went and they acquired, I can't remember who it is, but they acquired an AHL level goalie as well, which I thought was oh, smart. Yes. Oh, who um, and not super costly. And I really did like them re-signing Kulak. I thought that was a plus work by Ken Holland. Overall, I was, uh, not as disappointed as I was expecting to be, which makes me pleasantly surprised. So expect, I was half expecting him to trade Jesse Puyarby's rights for like a bag of pucks and like, uh, you know, future considerations and well wishes. So uh, yeah, that HL, HL goalie was Calvin Pickard, who I believe had a, a very good season in the AHL. And with uh, Stuart Skinner coming up, um, the Condors need a goalie. So it's looking like Pickard and, and Ryan Fanti are going to be those guys. Uh, over in Bakersfield this year. Uh, Rob, over to you. How do you uh, feel the Oilers uh, did in this offseason so far? Uh, just to piggyback on what Shona said there, um, Pickard is a good good depth signing for sure. Um, he actually has NHL experience, so that, which is nice. So, yeah. if I just can't remember his name. <laughs> <laughs> Whether there's an injury or if one of the two falters, 
um, that's depth that they don't typically have at that position. Let's not kid ourselves. They don't usually even have that depth at the NHL level. So uh, that's good. Um, Kane, well, whatever you think of Kane one way or the other at that ticket, I, you can't have a complaint. Like I know some people are like, it's a year too long or a million too much. And it's like, well, he's a free agent. So um, for him to be in line with Hyman and Nuge and well, they all do different what, things. What if your complaint was, I just don't like Evander King. Well, and that's just it, right? <laughs> so, and that's totally, and that's totally fair, right? That part of it is what it is, but from a <laughs> hockey standpoint on the ice, um, to get him for that many years at that number, uh, yeah, you can't really complain too much. Well, I'm not arguing. If it were for anyone not Evander Kane, I'd be Yeah, there. for sure. Yeah. Anyone, um, as long as they didn't have an outstanding arbitration, that really doesn't float my boat. Yeah. Kulak went for – honestly, I thought Kulak would get three, and I still do think if he would have went, went elsewhere, he might have got three. He might not have got yeah. the, the extra year. I'm convinced um, that he left money on the table to yeah. Edmonton for sure. Yeah, I think he left a little bit of money and took an extra year to come here. I I can't see a lot of teams out giving him four, um, but I could see teams giving him three at around three or three. You know, three I, I, I've seen the the, the Gabranson and Zadarov contracts make me think. Ah, you got to remember though, that's a different like, type of defenseman. The GMs will pay whatever for that type of defenseman because they want that big defenseman. Right? I suppose. So, as much as you, I disagree, but yeah, oh, and I'm with you. Like, if you yeah. want to add those guys as a depth piece and they make a mil and a half to two mil, whatever, uh, that type of money, those two guys crazy, especially good Branson this far into his career. Um, but yeah, Yanmark was fine. I think we all know Pulyarvi's going. Um, Shush. well, hey, I'm I've hoping, been on, I, I am hoping for a win from nepotism, Rob. Sure. I'm hoping for a win from nepotism. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't doubt that. Live hope, but... You guys got to remember, though, Pugliari doesn't want to be in this situation. Like, he just doesn't. And I don't blame him, so... No one I, blames him. Just, yeah. And I'm I get people who are like... Yeah, and I get the people who are like, oh, he hasn't asked for anything. Well, I, I have no doubt he's made it quite clear if I'm not going to be used a certain way then I don't want to like, let me not so much. I don't want to be here, but just, you know, let me get on with my career somewhere else, uh, which is totally fair. And I, you know, I've been on the Pugliarvi, I've been driving the Pugliarvi bus since he was drafted and I never moved from it. So I just want the kid to play, whether it's in Edmonton or somewhere else. I honestly, at this point, I don't care. Um, just whatever's best for him. Yeah. Um, so at that, like, you know, it not Toronto, been, not Toronto. Uh, <laughs> I, the Oilers are going to, and you were saying, Sean, about getting a bag of pucks for him. It's going to be difficult for them to trade him now. Like it just is yeah. because he's going to make north of three, which I think most people who looked at it logically knew was going to happen. Um, and I think it's a fair number for what he does. I agree. I think yeah. it's a very fair number for what and, he does. And with those people who saying, oh, well, people would, teams would just eat that number then if he's so good. Well, yes, but th- that's not the issue. It's a matter of fitting it under the cap. Right. And that becomes an issue for opposing teams. So, hey, in a perfect world, he starts the season here. Maybe maybe he's forced back and the two sides can right a wrong. And um, yeah, he finds a spot because I think all three of us agree. He he's a top six player. At oh, worst, he's at worst. He's a middle six player, like at the absolute worst. Right. Um, 
as it stands right now, the Oilers have uh, under contract, I will add, because they still have Yamamoto at right wing that who still hasn't signed and has filed for arbitration. Right now, it's looking like it's just Zach Hyman, and that's moving him over. So the, yeah. the logic I don't get is, um, well, we need to get rid of Pugliarvi so we can get another winger there. And I'm just like, well, we have no wingers there right now. And if you want to go out and get a guy who does – as much as Puliarvi and impacts the game as much as Puliarvi in a positive way, you're going to be paying three mil or more anyways. So why not just yeah, give? But they, but they want a different player. That's they the do. thing. That's the thing. That's the thing. They want. Rob's been very about this, right? Like they want um, the Yamamoto style player, the grit, the board rattling, not it's necessarily bigger. the. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's always been Yamamoto's downfall. Is yeah. that he's not as big. Um, but they want that kind of player. You know, ideally that kind of player has Puyarvi's defensive numbers, but that's never actually going to happen. Like, go find me that that doesn't make, you know, elite player money. Yep. 100%. Even then, though, if you want to, if you're you're going to go with Yamamoto on the second line, which I think is the way they're trending to go, um, to find a replacement on the third line. Like, Puyarvi making three mil on the third line, I'd rather him in the top six, but him on the third line is also very good with Ryan McLeod and and uh, potentially Dylan Holloway. It's a very good third line, I think. But if you get rid of him and you don't get a good player back, which it doesn't sound like you can with this value out on the market, you're just going to get a pick for him. All of a sudden, there's another hole there. And I know you have to fit him under the cap, but it just seems well, like you're just creating more holes. The thing is that if he's here and that – that spot i don't like i don't know if that's a spot he'd be he wants to play yeah right? no that's true and so, i don't now could could he like you know like they can make it work they got enough forwards for god's sake like let's not kid ourselves they got enough to fit a top nine my fear is and there was still there's fogel as well right they could very well move fogel and i don't think fogel is easily moved either just because of the salary right now um but um Maybe they move both of them. You never know, right? My only disappointment for agency, well, not for agency-wise, but again, it's still early, that they couldn't move Barry, but I honestly don't think they even tried to move Barry after Keith. Yeah. You just have to read between the lines for everything we heard. It was quite apparent, just like last year, as soon as Larson was moved, you knew they were re-signing Barry, and that's why it happened instantly. And even this time, as soon as Keith, even the hint of Keith retiring came up, you heard it from everyone. Oh, it looks like Barry will be kept then because they need that veteran presence because you can't find that veteran presence somewhere else in the league for half the price. But, you know, teach I'm making home. a face that, you know. <laughs> yeah. The I'm sorry. Like, veteran I, presence, I think, is I can understand massively overrated. No, it is, but you do need experience, right? Like we can, you can't act like you don't. The others got their ass kicked in many a playoff because of that lately. Like, and that's part of it. But them not being good enough is part of it, obviously as well. But their lack of gamesmanship was very evident. Thing is, now that's not as much of an issue. I was gonna say, yeah. Explain to me how Barry brings experience that other players on their lineup haven't been bringing. Like, well, no, this but is the thing we heard about Keith, you know, Keith yeah. needs to bring experience. Well, yeah. they have experience his, now. Yeah. I was going to say Keith and his experience didn't do fuck all the stuff. The avalanche from mauling them. No, but you'll, but the others will tell you he did a whole hell of a lot to help them get there, which I think is a bunch of whatever. Um, he he sure. had played a part. He wasn't awful in the playoffs. He wasn't very I'm good. Not saying, I'm, I'm not saying he, like 
you know, Keith wasn't worth his cap hit, and he definitely wasn't worth what he brought, uh, the the outside stuff he brought with him. Yeah. But like for his actual salary, which I think is only like $2 million or something like that, he was fine. Yep. He was yeah. fine. I just, for the cap hit and the baggage he brought with him, he was not, not, you know. Not worth the time, not worth the assets given up. and, and But like you brought it for experience, you brought in people like Hyman and that. Aren't they supposed to be your experience? Well, I think they're all get, they're all there now. And you're right. But the problem is they will say on the back end, they don't really have much. And outside of nurse, they don't. Well, I mean, you have Kulak, Kulak, Kulak now, you, you have Cody Kulak CC. and CeCe now kind of fall into that category. But again, not very mm-hmm. many teams. And I understand uh, Bouchard's only going into his he's second full year, but he's He's got a he's got a, a conference final under his belt, which is better than nothing. Is is not the the the, the amount of experience sure. other guys have, but it's. But Robert has nothing, and he'll be there. So yeah, I get like I get the mindset. I just I think we're all in agreement. In a perfect world, you move Barry. Well, right? yeah. The thing is, and I I feel like everyone's been saying this, and I've been saying this for almost oh god, it's got to be since last summer when uh, we re-signed Barry. Um, he doesn't really have much of a role to play anymore. If, if the season play out, plays out how I expect, Barry's going to be on the third pairing, most likely with Philip Broberg. I don't see a stylistic fit there as a pairing. We'll see how it goes. Maybe I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyson Barry doesn't look like he's going to get as much power play one time as he got in the past. I think you're uh, dreaming there, but yes, I think okay. Evan Bouchard is. I, I I think we've seen a little bit, a little tidbits of it um, late in the season and a little bit in the playoffs. Um, that Evan Bouchard is knocking on the door for the PP one time. But who? Know. But who saw most the vast majority of the time on the power play in the playoffs? It was still Barry, Barry but and it's I'm, still going I to would, be this year. I would be shocked if we're not we're not seeing something at least halfway, uh, maybe yeah. earlier. Logically, I would hope you start integrating Bouchard just yeah. because isn't this the last year on Barry's contract either which way? No, no. Barry has uh, two more years. Yes, two. Oh, more. for fuck's sakes. I thought Actually, he only no, had doesn't two he have years. three? Didn't he sign uh, a four-year deal? Gross. Right. I'm, on a four year deal. Here. I'm on their uh, armchair GM yeah. and it says he's yeah. got two more. He has, has two he has two or three years left, whichever one Disgusting. Is. I thought it was a two year deal. I was much happier years. when I thought it was this one and nope. next year. And so it was a three year that he signed? Uh yes. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's one or the other. So. Yeah, I always I always thought it was a four year too. I always have to go look back on that one. Yeah. Um but I think you're right, Preston. I think you might see more of a 50-50. Um there's also the potential, and I know I've heard it on different uh, shows around the city, and it's valid. You can have them both on the power play and have him on the opposite side as a trigger man, the opposite side of dry saddle, because then it gives him two shooters. And then you just move one of the forwards off, like you really can. And it would actually make the second unit better. So I'd I move Nuge personally. I see it working. I just don't think that type of change is makes your power play that much greater to justify his cap hit. No, no, for sure. I agree. But the thing is the one thing the Oilers power play is missing outside of dry saddle. They don't have a trigger man. Like they don't. Wasn't Kane supposed to be a trigger man? No. Kane sits in front of the net. Net front. No, no. 
Oh, you're, not on the, not right, on the you power pole. My apologies. So trigger man every other time. My apologies. No, <laughs> <laughs> no I like, yeah, like, you know, they, they have one shooter right now and that's dry saddle. So, and when you take that, and now Bouchard gives you that option from the point for sure. Um, but like you said, if you want to make the most out of Barry, maybe you leave him up there and you put Bouchard along uh, the other boards, the opposite of dry saddle. And then you got two options for one time because Bouchard, as we all know, can hammer the puck. Yeah. So that might work. Who knows? And then I'd move Nuge because Nuge didn't score last year on the power play, didn't score at even strength. Let him run the second unit. I, I thought Nuge was actually uh, – didn't he have get most of his points on the power play? I didn't say points. I said goals. Oh, you're talking about goals here. Okay. All There's right. a difference. So <laughs> if he's on that power play, he's there to score. Like he did it in previous years. The last couple, though, I think it is. Last two or three, I think it's two. He he stopped before he scored on the power play. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that becomes an issue. Yeah, so. for sure. I, I, I still feel like trading Barry for – and then – I'm sure you can get something back for him, uh, unlike uh, Fogel and stuff. You, yeah. you might have to eat a little bit. I don't think you have to give up primetime assets to move Barry, though. No. Oh, um, God, no. And I think they can do it yeah. in season two, though. Yeah, true. You can also they do could. it in season, depending on how it goes. Maybe maybe the thing I said happens, like, in the first week or something. Well, and, yeah. And Bouchard is just uh, tearing it up, and Barry's on a, you know, like a – Who's the player I'm thinking of? Uh, Ryan Strom like deal starts off terribly and gets traded for like nothing. Hopefully it well, ends up better this time. But or somebody gets hurt somewhere, right? Yeah, and true. they need a defenseman. Um, I still think uh, Montreal is a team to watch for Barry. They just got rid of uh, Petrie to uh, Pittsburgh. Um, it looks like they're not going a scorched earth route here. Looks like they're going like Chicago. Yeah, so I don't know what Chicago is doing. Chicago deserves everything that it is bringing down upon itself. Uh, and rebuild, but trade all your good, good young players is uh, yeah. quite a strategy to take. Um, uh, but I do think Montreal still wants to lose. I think they're one more year of that, right? Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, Nick, I was talking with Shona before recording here. It looks like they're setting up um, for a few big summers down the road because it sounds like they're. Uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois is married to Montreal once he, yeah. he's done in Winnipeg. And then I heard some people speculating whether they'll go after um, uh, Huberto out of Calgary um, next summer as well. So uh, oh, probably, which is something I would root for. And we'll talk about the flames a little later because um, every French Canadian kid does not need to play for <laughs> Montreal. Uh, but they'll, they'll damn well try to get every French Canadian. Yes. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> Before and the other thing on. is Campbell, right? And you know what? Yeah. The, the cutest thing about all this is they didn't have a single French Canadian on their roster in their most successful season to date. Er, recent history season. I was going to say not to date, but recent. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say it'd be pretty hard to do that <laughs> in <but>. my lifetime. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh no! Wait, not maybe not in Preston's lifetime, definitely. Oh yeah, no, no, for sure. <laughs> Um, before we um, we'll we'll talk about other teams down the road here in this episode, but um. We still got to talk a little bit more about uh, uh, the Edmonton Oilers. Um, the work they have to do, we've talked a lot about Puli RV. Um, Kyler Yamamoto is also going through arbitration. And uh, then Ryan McLeod is the last uh, RFA they need to sign up here. And uh, he does not have arbitration rights. So um, what's your expectation of this arbitration process coming up here? I believe Puli RV is this week. 
he's uh, kicking off the arbitration process. From what I hear or what I've heard, um, the NHLPA wanted Jesse Pugliarvi to go first in this process so he could set the market for uh, other uh, arbitration deals, which if you're Pugliarvi, that sounds fantastic. The fact that the PA wants you to set the market probably means you're in for a bigger payday. Um, for the Oilers, eh, not so much. So um, what's your expectation here as uh, things start to, to shake loose in the arbitration he's world? He's supposed to go, what, Wednesday or something like that? Uh, uh, 29th? Is it the 9th? Oh, I thought it was 27th. I don't know. Maybe it's the 27th. I could be wrong. Friday, the 27th would be the Wednesday. It might be. It, it might be the twenty seventh. It might be the Friday too. They might. Eh, it's tough to say. Sometimes they will go over the weekend. I'll, uh, Interesting. I'll look it up here. Um, so yeah, Jonah, what do you think? I well, one. I hope they don't go over the weekend because that's a long weekend in Canada. <laughs> it is or July twenty ninth. Large, okay. large parts of Canada, um, yeah. under a variety of names, but it's still a long weekend. Um, I think we weren't wrong when we we're talking about Pugliarvi being somewhere around 3 million. I don't think that, I, I think that that would be, you know, a reasonable thing to expect to come out of arbitration, you know, what the market will bear. Um, I think Pugliarvi has, you know, the bonus of um, having had lots of talk around him. Um, you know, there's been lots of, uh, people kind of gunning for him at Edmonton, um, positive and negative, right? Like there's there's very strong anti and pro camps here. And I think that kind of adds to the uh, the potential for either a large payday or for arbitration to fail. What, what, um, I'm, what I'm interested in is um, how this uh, arbitrator is going to tackle this case. Because you could go on just raw numbers and points and goals and assists. Um, or you could go from an analytics standpoint as well. If they go from an analytics standpoint, it, it, the case is strong for Pugliarvi. So I'm, I'm interested on, um, I don't know if we get to hear about the, uh, the, the, the work that goes into the final decision, but um, I'd be very interested to see how they go about it. Everything that's happened to this point has pretty much always been points. Yeah. So like basic boxcar numbers and such, right? Yeah, but you, so you know some that changes we'll see. But but on the flip side, in baseball, they probably saw it's probably about three, four years ago, where now you start seeing a lot more of those stats is what's brought up in arbitration, right? But that took forever because baseball was eons ahead of hockey when it comes to the so-called fancy stats, right? So. Yeah. Uh, you know, Pugliarvi's walking in there with a briefcase full of analytics. <laughs> yeah, but but even regular stats, he's a $3 million player. No, yeah, like, for sure. He, right? in so the amount 3 million of time, plus. The amount of time he missed, if he was able to play during that time, he probably would have had 20-plus goals. Yeah. Uh, so, if he could finish. Sorry. Like, there is well, that. Even if he couldn't, I think he would. Be yeah, he yeah but I think I'm he just saying, gone. like, that's yeah. going to be the Oilers' big point. Um, between Yama, point of difference between Yamamoto and um, Poyarvi is that they were cold at different cold and unable to finish at different points in the season. So they're riding in after Yamamoto having a successful tail end um, where people have forgotten that like, you know, in November and December, half the Oilers, you know, Twitter sphere wanted to run Yamamoto out of the town because he could not score in yep. 
He could I, like I, I could have um, wrapped it to him and given it to him for Christmas, and he could not score a goal. I remember Yamamoto for DeBrusque talk on uh, on Twitter I, during that yeah. time. Stop, stop! I don't want to hear about DeBrusque. Just stop. Um, um, no, that's that's PRV, a good point. PRV, PRV being at the end of the season hurts, I think, his uh, his arbitration a little bit, like him going cold. Um, right, because a lot of times what people remember is the most recent kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. And, and, you know, the numbers are fine to, uh, to playoffs as well and lack of production. Um, I think that I think that would go for both of them, though. I don't think Yamamoto was lighting the world on fire either. During the Where the Oilers will get screwed, though, I think either way, because I think we are in agreement, Pugliarvi will get a decent number. Yeah, well, I think that all three at least, uh, 3.5 yeah. at the most. I think that all but guarantees Yamamoto think, will get the same number essentially scored yeah. more goals than him few more games um but again if you're not looking at an analytics standpoint and it'll be thrown in there i'm sure to a to a degree um but it won't be the deciding factor so then if pulley let's say gets 3.2 just as a number well if that mark is set with him like you said preston if they're looking at pulley being a set a trend a trendsetter where the bar is going to sit well yeah is going to get around the same so then do the Oilers have, you know, 6.5 to 7 million? Um, yes, apparently that's all they have left, but that's what they have yeah. left. <laughs> well, they don't need much else. Like, no, but they, they the haven't roster. signed McLeod, they need McLeod. McLeod's a million bucks. I think that's easy. So yeah, I still think they might here? be wise. Yeah, if, if you're McLeod, you don't, you just say, give me a mill and I'm good. Yeah, I had him around nine, 950 to a million. I think, yeah. I think he can make right. it. Because he has Arbright's next year, right? So, yeah. Um, I'm just looking at the Oilers cap space. I plugged in McLeod onto uh, Cap Friendly's armchair GM um, because it's it's a very fun thing to do when you have nothing to do in the summer. Um, but uh, with McLeod at 950, give or take uh, a few 50,000, 100,000 to, to make it uh, a million. The Oilers will have 6.3 in 6.3 million in cap space, and that includes Clefbaum and Smith on uh, LTIR. Yeah. Um, so and so is is that so enough to get both of them? If you move Fogel, if you move Fogel, you can definitely fit them. So if you move Fogel, you can have lots of things. You can even have <laughs> it another opens up person. a lot of avenues. And and, and Fogel's <laughs> an interesting one because um, we've talked about him before, and um, it's not like he was a terrible player for the others. He, he scored at a decent rate in the role he played in. Um, but he's and me and Shona were again talking about this before you came on, Rob. He's overpaid, but he's not overpaid to an insane ex- extent. No. He's overpaid and not just enough for it to be a bit of a problem. Yeah. Um, so I, I think moving him isn't impossible. You know who's I don't about think to be overpaid him... to an insane extent that's about to become a really big problem? Darnell Nurse. Darnell Nurse. <laughs> it's well, funny. No, he already you is. You negotiate so that contract. If you could renegotiate that contract, we could also get out of oh, capture. Boy. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> I think Zach Wierenski for that contract. Um, that's all I can say about that one. And we're stuck with it. I think people trying to trade Darnell Nurse of Edmonton, it's, it's a I mean, game. if he has a, an utterly fantastic year, maybe. And it's maybe. in his grasp. We've seen Darnell Nurse have really good seasons. I don't know if he'll have a $9.25 season, but he's had very good seasons. He doesn't need like, to have a 9.25. Yeah, he can season. have a season that I'm like, that's a that's a $7 million defenseman. He's overpaid yeah. by a few million. 
if we can get the rest of the roster figured out, I'm not angry about it. If it starts, no, he just needs he needs to eliminate the brain cramps, yeah, right, and the poor decision making. If he can eliminate that stuff and keep it to a minimal, and stop freelancing up the ice like he's Makar because he's not, um, and realize what what he should be doing, um, yeah, I yeah, he's never going to be a nine million dollar defenseman. No. See, I just I have less uh, hope that he's going to be able to uh, complete all those assigned tasks, Ralph. <laughs> no, well, because he hasn't to this point, right? So but also, I don't think that the Oilers system is set up to have that reality check. I think the Oilers system has been set up in a lot of ways to cushion nurse, right? Hey, in, a, like, in a perfect world, world, Shauna, him and Bouchard actually play together. Yeah. And then he's forced to take on more of a defensive role because that is never going to be Bouchard's strong suit ever. Like he might improve at it a little bit, but whereas like Makar, I don't think Makar is very good defensively either. The thing is he's so fast that it allows him to be pretty good defensively. Right. Whereas Bouchard can't skate. Like, um, well, just seeing Makar take on McDavid one-on-one, like yeah. he didn't win every battle, like, well, but he was really impressive. good. Damn impressive. Uh, not yeah, just skating, so, but so his, smart. his stick work and everything. Yep. Very smart player. He's positionally um, perfect because of his foot speed. I think you can make a case outside of McDavid that, you know, McCarr is knocking on the door of being one of the best players in the league. Uh, top three, at least, I think. He's just insane. insane. Who's, who else is in that top three discussion, Preston? Oh, boy. I know McCarr is there. McDavid's there. I'm not going to put Dreisaitl there. Um, you are or you're not? He's not. a fantastic player. He's uh, I'll give him top five, Dreisaitl, um, just because of how good he is, a, is at scoring goals. Um, he also does more than score goals, but you're oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he actually hits people. Yes, Quite he enjoy that. <laughs> Instead of the boards, <laughs> the people. <laughs> Gives us the puck back. The it's really not that hard. I, I'm, I'm trying to. Think. I don't. I know want you don't. I know you don't, want to, I know you don't want to name off the guy in Toronto, but he's pretty good. He's. I'm trying not to, but I'm trying to think of someone better than him, and I can't. So yeah, no. Austin Matthews. He's. He's in Toronto, and that makes me hate him. But he's just fantastic. Goal scoring yeah. defensively, he's a. He's a 200 foot player. Um, I don't think he's a best. lot better. If he is even better, he's different than Drysaddle. I don't know if he's better than Drysaddle, but I put those two guys pretty close. They're just yeah. different players. Well, I put. I, I put. I said top five for Drysaddle. Probably yeah. top four. He's just knocking on the door of top three. I think it's just yeah. hard to beat those three guys. It's not slight to Drysaddle at all. If you um, if you put goalies in there, because goalies like Vasilevsky can completely change your game. In the playoffs. Either oh, they change it either way, positive or negative, yeah. right? But, right, they are – a goalie of Vasilevsky's ability has the same, you know, potential to change a game that someone like Makar or McDavid has, right? Just – Not in the season, though. I don't I, think so. Goalies Not, are strange In the playoffs, to me. yes. I, I have a hard time comparing – Goalies are not comparable. I don't skaters. <laughs> they do draft lists where they stick the goalies off on a different draft list. That's how yeah. I feel about ranking goalies versus player skills. Like I, I I'm not saying They're goalies players, are good bro. players. Players and skaters <laughs> are all players. Well, the difference is, if you have an elite goalie, you can always potentially win. We've yeah. seen it throughout. Like there's yeah. only like maybe what four in the league, if that. But, like you watch, like. um God, There'll be times where the Tampa team in front of Vasilevsky 
in the you last. You think there's more than four? four? No, I, I was thinking there's less, less than, than four. four. Yeah. Well, there's the two obvious ones. Shesterkin and Vasilevsky. Yes. Those two. Uh, and maybe that, that little dude in Nashville's really good too. Like he's I don't know really if I'd put good. him there though. Oh, it's I like would. The, the, the he's, he's right he's there. Very good. He's which, like again knocking on the door. Which little dude in Nashville are we talking about? Saros. He's right Saros, there. Yeah. Very good. Without Saros, maybe you, you saw what that team was in the first round without Saros. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Like the Avs didn't even try, and they trounced them. Yeah. No, I'm he's, not. I just he's right there for me. He has a if once he has like a, a very good playoff wins a few rounds I'll give it to him I won't be old school about it. Yeah, but on that team, what you got to yeah. well, miss, I'm right? not saying it's a. It's the same thing people you used to to a degree say it about Carey Price, but what what was Price supposed to do with the, those Habs teams? You can True. only do so much. True. Um, would you put Hellebuck in there? No, no, not right now. A couple he of years was, ago, yeah, yes. a couple of years ago he was pretty good. Um, yeah. I like Rob and I are in agreement there. Very he's quickly, a, he's, very a lot. Well, he's right. He's right below. I think he's second tier. Right. Yeah, the, I think the only, the only, but I don't think he's elite. I think he's with Markstrom in that next tier. The, you know, the only I other think, guy I think that's with those three is Demko, and that is it. Oh, how can I forget Demko? Those are the four guys, in my opinion, that I think you know, are. And elite. I am, I am yes and no about Demko because Demko has been fucking stand on his head fantastic and also what the fuck happened to the guy that was standing on his head fantastic well, and part of that might be the team he's been playing behind yeah so i yeah. just like again you're you're sitting there looking at it like what's he supposed to do with this but at the same now, time here's yeah. a good question what tier would you put jack campbell in uh probably the one just where most of them are which just is the like nhl below. average um well, I think there's Hellebuck and a handful of guys below. So let's say there's probably a top, I don't know, off the top of my head, I'd say eight or nine. I don't even think there's a legit top 10, to be honest with you. So whatever that next second tier is, I think Campbell's in that third tier. Yeah. Um, I, think I think the vast the majority, majority of guys are in that third, are in that third tier. tier. You know what? Um, I don't know if this is a hot take. How, how do you guys feel on, on John Gibson? It's hard Not to say. Great. Yeah, I, I, I've not been a, a fan of his play the last few years. That being said, he's been on a bad Anaheim team. So maybe yeah. that skewed everything. But um, when well, it came down to, if it came down to giving up significant assets on the team for John Gibson compared to 5x5 five five Jack Campbell, I'd go 5x5 five five Jack Campbell. Yeah. I know a lot of people really want John Gibson here, but I'm like, I don't know. At the price of the asking. No. And he yeah. makes what did he make six and a quarter or something like that? Six something and a like half. That. Oh, let me look I it would up. take I would take a very short period with Reimer before I would take Jack or John Gibson. Yeah. Reimer and was I didn't an interesting backup option this summer. I think I did not want Reimer, so I wanted a, a magical, mythical, you know, legitimate starter that wasn't Jack Campbell at five point five two though. So uh, I obviously want a unicorn goalie. Well, um, you, got five, uh, you got five. You didn't get five point. Five two. Yeah. He just gave you five. So you got a discount. I did, I did Campbell, uh, get a little uh, discount. Yeah. Gives him a six point four till twenty twenty six twenty seven. Yeah. And that's so. the thing. Like he's old, or like you said, he's coming off a few bad years. Then, honestly, I don't think he wants to play in Canada anyway. Like I really don't. Yeah. So yeah, you'd have to approve the trade anyway. So yeah. And honestly, I'm not. I have no problem with Campbell. I don't. I, the Neither five do years I. is not ideal. But what 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 are you gonna do? If you're going to go free agency. 
I, Again, I warmed up to it just because he's just been, he's just another great guy. He's an easy to like guy too. Um, it's like Zach Hyman. You know, I wasn't crazy about the Zach Hyman deal last year, but. Um, I, he, I was fine with the first five years of the Zach Hyman deal and I still yeah. am. So. Yeah. But again, it's always the term, right? Yeah. Like, well, Zach yeah, that's part of the deal. The way, I, the way I justified it is um, we're, the Oilers are in a window right now, the next five years if he can be good for that next five years, I don't give a shit about the last few years. No, as long as we can win in those in in the first five years, I'm fine with it. Um, And he, he does push the needle a little bit. He's a a great player. So I'm hoping, uh, I'm hoping the same for Jack Campbell. The thing is the Oilers probably will have the, well, not probably they have at best the third best goalie in the division. Not that it matters though during the season because it doesn't. So I, I think the Oilers could win could win the division potentially with Smith and Koskinen again. I really do. It's uh, yeah. that good. They are. No. Well, Playoff, uh, different matter. I, do, I think a lot I, of people... I do not think that the Oilers could win the division with Smith and Koskinen again. Well, they they damn well. I, I don't know. Them. I think the, I think the the I think the Pacific didn't get a whole lot better, and I think the teams at the top, oh. not including Edmonton, got a, a little bit worse. Yeah, I expect that oh, LA to I'm be... not arguing that. I just think that the inconsistency in their goaltending situation is the one thing I'm hoping Campbell actually solidifies um, was super detrimental to them. But from, the, a, from a I statistical think... standpoint, their their numbers weren't awful. And I think they Stuart weren't. Skinner being there is going to do a lot lot more good than a lot of people think as well. Um, Maybe. Because I, 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 oh, I, as long I, as the media leaves the child alone. Tell the media to leave the child alone. <laughs> I, I think he's... He's a better. I just I know I like him there. I feel like he's a good option as a as a backup. Um, I I just think yes. we're we're more well positioned as a with a tank. 100%. There's no track record there though, right? The people who point to his 12 starts or whatever last year, where he played like the worst teams in the league in like 90 percent of those starts. Yeah, that's great and all, but they don't mean anything. And he was the backup. So, and they can point to their nine fifteen all they want. It's 10 games. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter. It's, they were so spread out. It's irrelevant. Just the way people now in Toronto are going on about how Matt Murray was so good down the stretch. Yes. It was 12 games or 14 games. So it, the rest <laughs> matters. People, well, people could Toronto say the same about Jack Campbell. Uh, rationalize <laughs> whatever the fuck their GM is doing right now, Rob, just well, leave them alone. You know, I, I, I don't, I don't totally disagree with what he did. Like I don't. I think bringing in Ilya Samsonov—that's the pretty, thing. Yeah, pretty good move for Toronto. Yeah. And I'm not crazy about Matt Murray, just no. his cap and uh, it's term right, Shona. It's like you said, uh, and that's the if they would have got Campbell on a two-year deal, they would have signed him during the season. No, they just weren't. Yeah, but it, it's five. interesting to me because like you watched. Maybe we'll switch to other teams now, but you watched Toronto. Um, not their office, but their fan base practically implode because, you know, they are trying to rationalize or develop some sort of, you know, overall arching rationale for what looks like Kyle Dubas collecting essentially a bunch of spare parts players. Like, well, yeah. You know what? I think Toronto has been looking for a goaltending tandem for a long, long time. And uh, they just haven't been able to get the second guy in the tandem. And I think this summer they really tried to get that duo. And I think they, they made a decent bet on Samsonov. 
and uh, they have a guy in Matt Murray who's overpaid, um, too much term, like you guys said, but he has the ability to be a pretty steady guy at times. So I yeah. think they they were like, okay, we're tired of giving these un, these other guys um, unproven, more unproven guys like Jack Campbell was before he came there. But Campbell's um, the only one they've done that with. Like, who yeah. are the other unproven guys? Frederick Anderson has been a hell of a goalie for a long time. True. I just, I, I just think they were just, they really wanted to get a tandem because they had Jack Campbell. And when Jack Campbell wasn't in, they had nobody else. Well, so like, yes, we, but we they paid Morazic 3.8 million. And that was just yeah. silliness. And Morazic, to be fair, Morazic might be good this year. Morazic's fine. That's, that's how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but the Leafs, they're, they're a funny bunch, right? Because it's funny. Leafs fans shit all over them. Oilers going after their players. And yet, they keep going after players from Ottawa and, and other places like this. So I'm just kind of like, well, it's after the whole John Tavares thing. Leafs yeah. fans yeah, also also are like Habs fans in that they assume every player born in the GTA must secretly have some wondrous and deep desire to play for the Leafs. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah, you're right. That's true. But that's so, how it's always been. And it's to a degree out here, not at the same, not to the same extent, though. Yeah. We do it here too, like you said, just not to the same extent. Um, yeah. Probably why we got Brett Kulak um, on a, such yeah. a sweetheart deal. From and he's, here. he's the kicker in all of this, right? If he can be, if he I, can I, be a second pairing guy, and I think he can, um, yeah, it makes their life a lot easier. Right now, the Oilers are entering a season with a better defense. I think a more steady, a more reliable top four for Can't sure. Can't be worse. <laughs> well. <laughs> Duncan Keith played well if you don't take in his cap hit into consideration. I don't think he was great. I think he would have been better in the bottom pairing. So I think him leaving actually makes us better because Brett Kulak, I think, has a higher opportunity or a higher chance to play at the second the level you want your second pairing defenseman to play at. And yeah. the pairings just the top four just is it looks like a stylistic fit. You got Darnell Nurse, Cody CC, and Brett Kulak and Evan Bouchard. Those We've already seen what Darnell Nurse and uh, Cody Cece have done. They were fantastic together down the stretch. I think Brett Kulak and Evan Bouchard is going to be a very, very good pair. Um, the thing we have to consider, though, is they're going to start the season without Nurse. So, is, are, they start, is, are we starting oh, yeah. the season without Nurse? Yeah. They said that when he had a surgery. He's all, they're not likely going to start, miss the start of the season. Oh, really? So, I completely now you don't You don't uh, recover from that uh, injury quickly. Huh. Okay. Well, that, that the makes other one I, I think torn hip flexor is something you. Uh... The one thing I also worry about with that is um, we've talked about how Makar or, or you know needs to be able to skate right yeah. to be positionally as strong as he is. So does Nurse, right? Yeah. Right. So if Nurse comes back at the start of the season and is skating like he was in the playoffs, like. Well, I don't think that'll happen. I know, but he that's that's woof. <laughs> like, yeah. woof. I don't blame him for the playoffs at all. Like, no, the fact the dude is even playing. Well, again, I blame toxic hockey culture for all that nonsense. You know, um, the interesting thing to me is like, you've got Clefbaum still on the LTIR. So when do we call that? What are we, like, I don't want to call that. Like, I want to believe, but I don't. Like, you yeah, know. He's him potentially to come back? Well, I think like I, I've had been called. I was going to say that's got it. Like, I feel like 
I feel like anyone who's like that they're head anchored in reality. Yeah. And this comes from the fact that I had a, a youth I work with this week adamantly tell me Clefbaum was coming back this year and I laughed in his face. He, he was quite perturbed with me. Um, but I think everybody knows he's not, no. right? No, I think he's done. I think, um, you know, he, he just came, he came off that uh, whole thing with a staph infection on his foot. They almost took his foot. And then this, this shoulder in- injury where like he had to shut down for like two or three seasons. He's not coming back. No. Um, and, you know, I think that's best for him. As a, from a quality of life standpoint, he should retire. I still think, you know, for that top four, for it to be the best fit, it should be Nurse Bouchard, CC, and Kulak. Oh, CC and Kulak would be like a shutdown well, that's a, pair. That could be a second pairing. That's that a legit a second pairing. Yeah. I was going to bring that up because I was playing around with it. And yeah, Co- Cody, CC, and Brett Kulak would be a hell of a defensive pairing. Yeah. Um, it just we, If that first pairing is to work, Nurse has to change how he plays. Yeah. Like, yes, Bouchard is what he is, and he has to obviously adapt and learn as well. But and they it's on Nurse. Times. There were yeah. times where they were legitimately fantastic. Together. Not defensively, though. Not and that's defensively, the problem. But if you you limit the you limit their time in the the defensive zone, and you get Brett Kulak and CC doing all the defensive starts. Um, well, the problem with those two, though, is neither of them are overly big or physical. Right, that's the problem with that pairing. But you know, they're smart, both of them. So, and honestly, osmos smart to the other defenders. What? Sorry, what? Can we like us by process of osmosis like transfer some smart to the other <laughs> defenders? <laughs> Just uh, hey, ask me. Can okay. you smarten up the rest of the, the defense core for me? Everyone sees the game differently, unfortunately. The other thing too is. We'll see what Broberg is, right? Maybe yeah. he that's the, comes the wild quick. Card there. He's the best skater on that blue line, and it's not even close. And that's no offense to Nurse, he's a hell of a skater. Uh, uh, Broberg, that dimension changes a big, big time for them, right? And then you got uh, a guy now who can pass the puck and skate it out on top and, of Nurse. He and just you know needs what, to if, not be stupid. If he well, he's going to be to a degree. I know. Kid, we right? need manageable. I need a manageable level of stupid, Rob. Yeah, and if no, it's um, true if Broberg does um, excel early on or earns himself a, a, a little bit of a look in the top four as the season progresses, you just move Kulak down with Tyson Berry and those two have shown to be a, a good fit together as well. So um, yeah, it's going to be they have options. They have a lot of options on the back end, And I think there's a lot of, uh, a lot more good options and more reliable options than the others had last year, which is good considering they didn't really bring in anyone external into the team. It's, it's nice to see that there's some internal options here that are uh, improving and helping this team move forward, um, which should help Jack Campbell have a, a good season, hopefully. Um, all right. I think that's most of the Oilers topics. I think the only thing we can talk about now regarding the Oilers is um, if they move Fogel, is there any other forward on or, any other player out there on the market that you'd like to see him throw a bargain, maybe a, a bargain bin deal at? Phil Kessel. Phil Kessel? <laughs> it won't happen, but that would be fantastic. <laughs> Speaking um, of trigger men on the power play. True. Man, he'd no. be a really, uh, a really, uh, Phil Kessel, yes. Player. The other name I've heard attached to the Oilers quite a bit lately. No. <laughs> Who's that? It might be the Patrick guy I'm Kane. thinking of. 
Well, the Kane thing. Okay, I, the only I get, way that could happen would be at the deadline anyway, because they'd have to play with money. Yeah, I get. Kane yeah, no, I'm not saying. I'm just saying. I, I would like to lodge my firm no right now. Okay. <laughs> I I understand that completely, and I I agree with you from a from a personality standpoint, just who he is and his history. Really, like I I just I think one I'm what? not sure that it's oh, worth. God. The, the, oh, fina- or the financial no. piece of it, I am not sure is worth the production piece. Well, of it. you, yeah, financial. No, you'd have to get the Blackhawks to retain, and then even get a third team in there to maybe retain even more. So he's making like two mil at the end. Um, but oh, oh my God, having Patrick Kane with Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, Vander Kane, Zach, oh my goodness, the, no. the, a power play would just give him a goal. Just give him a goal at that point. You don't even need to play no. the power play. Just. Jonah wants no part of it. No. No part of it. it. Would be I've got enough sexual fun. and I would physical be... violence complaints on my team as is straight no. <laughs> I understand that. Um, and I I just, my um, caveman brain just is thinking about how many goals the Oilers would score if that happened. Yes, uh, but how much self-respect would you have to trade for that? All of it, but <laughs> I would have so much fun. <laughs> Uh, hey, watching my team <laughs> on a on a quick side note back to what we were just talking about because i just looked it up in the past two seasons so 60 71 games for jack campbell he lost a grand total of 12 games in regulation really 12 48 that's pretty impressive <laughs> granted the leafs are a hell of a team Leafs are a good team. Uh, 48 and 12. They lost eight games in overtime, but that's even still, that makes it 20. But yeah, 12 games in regulation. So that means 12 times he did not get at least a point for his team. Well, the Oilers are, are better in overtime than the Leafs, aren't they? I don't, They're I don't in know. the playoffs for They have some good players as well. Yeah, just a few. So. <laughs> but yeah, no, for players, honestly, I don't think – Again, I'd like them to add a defenseman. I would, but, but I'd also like them to move Barry. So if they don't move Barry, they're not going to add a defenseman. Well, the, apparently Slater Cuckoo is 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 yeah. going to be playing for the Oilers next year, so maybe he's that's under contract. So um, as that's all, I'd like two year deals. And if it doesn't work out, I think you can bury him as well, and maybe bring up a summer. I think we've already done that once. Yeah, I've heard lots about um, Nimalainen, um, Deharnay. Some other young guys I've heard being um, proposed as that seventh defenseman. So well, I don't Sam Rukov as well, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, I, but I could I see Sam Rukov yeah. most likely. I get, yeah, but I you got to get Sam Rukov back out of Russia, Russia, which is. I don't know if he went back to Russia. I thought he was one of the ones that did. Because I thought I heard on one of the shows that he didn't, or they said. I hope he true. didn't for his own safety. Yeah, uh, but yeah I've I... heard both as well. I can't remember yeah. what I heard, um, but. Hopefully he's fine, and hopefully because there's enough like there's enough of those uh, young Russian players that are kind of getting held. Well, there's that uh, Flyers prospect who I believe was uh, detained and sent uh, into the military. He's not going to see yeah. combat, I don't think, but it's still pretty pretty scary shit um, over there in Russia. Um, um, but uh, now, I really think the team's kind of set, right? It just depends what happens with these three in arbitration. Yeah. Uh, I assume okay. two of the three will be here. I just hope they don't bury Holloway. That's what I'm worried about as they well. They start him on the fourth line. Like Stoffer, I think, threw it yesterday or today. Someone had put on Twitter that I saw, and it had um, 
Holloway on the fourth line on his off wing. And I was like, what are we doing here? It's like, it's clearly all over again. Just messing up. It's like, you're going to, you're going to put the kid on his off wing when on the fourth line, it's like, what, why? Like you play skill with skill. That's the thing. If you put a skill player on the fourth line and he's not a Connor McDavid, he's not going to do anything. And then you're going to look at his production. You know what? There are days when looking at our fourth line, Connor McDavid doesn't want any more anchors. Well, no, but I'm saying, like, you put Connor McDavid there, he's going to still score because he's Connor McDavid, right? He's just going to do that. And uh, you yeah, shouldn't yeah, expect generational every... generational player, blah, 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 blah. You Not everyone's expect... generational player. Well, that's what I'm saying. You shouldn't put a, a skilled player who is a, a primarily, a, a, like, a scorer or a complementary scorer and put them on a line where there's no, like, primary scores. No, right? but, exactly and, but I'll say this. If, if they... Let's say they sign Yamamoto, which they're going to. They move Pugliarvi, which seems likely. If Yamamoto plays on the first line, let's say, with Kane and McDavid, in my re- opinion, in sh- by midseason, there's no reason why Nuge can't be on the third line with McLeod. Because I think Holloway is like the perfect, perfect player for Dreisaitl. To play with Dreisaitl. I really do. And Hyman is perfect with either of them because Hyman's just a great player. So I mean, he's a plug and play guy in the top six. You can yes. put him anywhere and he's going to be if, fine. If you can play Yamamoto with those other two, which to me might be a stretch, but let's say you can. And then you play Hyman and Holloway with Dreisaitl. Then the kid's life is easier. It's simple. He's smart defensively. He can skate. He can carry the puck. He's skillful. And then honestly, then you have Nuge and McLeod on that third line with whomever i don't really care turn it into well, a checking Nuge doesn't score that. anyway like i know we all love rnh in this city but for christ's sake he does not produce so let's not produce let's yeah, not pretend like points. he does because he does not he scores he's a reliable 50 point guy no he's not not at even strength though he does nothing this is i think three years running now or at least two where he doesn't do anything at even strength and he's played with generally the the two best players on the planet arguably during much of those times so he doesn't no, score much. It's, it's interesting because Nuge really shouldn't be a favorite. Of, like Nuge is much beloved in this city. Yeah. And I can't understand why, because he doesn't check any of our normal boxes. You know, he's not grit. He's not, you know, no. whatever. And he's not, or he's Rob's right. In the last little bit, he's not production either. But he's so, but there was production. There was, and but there it, was also production in Hall and Everly, and we yeah. weren't as attached to them as we are to Nuge. No. So I think it's more of like, a, this is the last guy from those days yes. where we thought we were Agreed. going to be so good. And um, in his defense, part of it was he was forced into that defensive role, like he was, because they knew they needed him to learn how to play D. With McDavid here, that's when he got forced into it. So, no, and to I, his credit, he's become really good at it. He's a good two-way center. I, I, I will have a hard time um, slandering Nuge. I think in that little argument. Well, slandering, don't tell. be like that. <laughs> I, I no, love Nuge. Don't are you slandering? I'm not slandering. I, I am confused. Nuge confuses me. I do not understand how think, Nuge is I beloved. Him when... and I agree with you. Him and McLeod, though. Would make a hell of a third line. Yeah, very, very good for third line. I think my ideal. Um... You want me to slander someone? Let's let's circle back to Patrick Kane. <laughs> <laughs> um, my ideal um, situation to start the season at forward is uh, Holloway with McLeod to start, 
I think that which hopefully happens. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would be a, a good. Uh, and then um, hopefully you have one of Yamamoto or Pulley RV there. Um, and then I, I would prefer I would prefer a third line in my dream world. If I was running things, I would aim for a third line of Holloway, McLeod, and uh, Kyler Yamamoto, and then have um, Hyman and Pulley RV in the top six on the right wing. Um, but who knows if that's even possible at this point. Um, it might end up that the Oilers get, or Kuliarvi gets the contract he, we all think he will get, which is around 3 to 3.5, and the team can't trade him. So he's just stuck with the Oilers for another year, which I think is a re- very real possibility here. Because I, I don't think the Oilers can trade him for what they want. And Ken Holland has shown in the past that he's not going to trade these guys for nothing, especially no. Kuliarvi. Um, he's held he's held the line on Puliyarvi once. I, I believe he'll do it again if he can't get what he thinks he's worth. So, well, uh, nepotism helps us here, I think. Um, Brad Holland could be whispering in the ear here too. Useful. Hopefully, hopefully um, Brad Holland listens to us and um, he's keeping <laughs> Jesse Puliyarvi. Hopefully he doesn't, because you know my introduction. We love you, Brad. Your dad is a, a little bit of a different story at times. Um, but uh, uh, overall, how would you rank the Oilers' offseason? Uh, just before this arbitration because i know a lot of it ranks goes on this arb- how this arbitration um period uh ends up but uh, how would you rank ken holland's offseason so far mm. on a letter grade here i don't know for me it's like ken holland's offseason is like a b and the oilers offseason is like a c minus because i'm not taking nicholson or kates out of the oilers offseason and they're both fucking just mind-blowingly tanking this whole experience for me so you know (laughs) i would say probably a b plus but they they got a goalie that's really all they did and they resigned their guys so yeah b plus i know some are like an a i'm like well they just resigned their guys yeah i would go i would go with a b as well i think jack campbell you could make a debate whether Jack Campbell or Darcy Kemper was uh, the best goalie on the market. I think it's close. I, I, I think they went the right direction, though. I don't know where I would fall on it. I think it's a toss-up still. So I think going with Jack Campbell is still a pretty good bet. Um, that's Campbell has where... little. Campbell has almost no miles on him. That's the other thing. Yeah. I, I think it. And I think cute it animals. Be... Cute animals. Although I think yeah, the Brett Kulak deal. Too. Did you see that in Toronto? I'm sure you did, I Sean. did. <laughs> I spent half my time looking at these people's pets because they're more interesting to me than the players. You'd he be walks, right. He walks his cats. He's, yeah, he's all over the place. Seems you like know, a really that good might, That might bump it to an A, just, just knowing that he walks, walks cats. That's fantastic. I want I want to He also held a birthday party for one of his cats. Them. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> um yeah. the brett kulak contract was very very good i think yes um that might bump it up to a b plus for me actually yeah. that was a... I'm, very, I'm happy with the b plus yeah i think i'm with you on a b plus i'm, I'm just i'm sour overall you're not getting me off <laughs> <laughs> no, um, um, all you. right so i think that does it for the the oilers topics but hey we got a, a league of 32 teams here and uh, we got talking we're about... only going to discuss like three more because you we're know no. Yeah, well, we got to talk about the Calgary Flames because they're a provincial rival. We just beat them in a, a playoff series, and uh, they've been doing a lot of stuff over there. Uh, yep. Not a lot of it good, um, but although well, there might be some good. Uh, to be fair, it's kind of out of their good. control to a degree. Yeah, <laughs> They've been doing a lot of stuff, but I feel like, you know, 
can't a really lot blame of, them. A lot of bad stuff has happened to them. I'll yeah. put it that way. They haven't done bad stuff. Just a lot of stuff no. has, bad stuff has happened. So first off, Johnny Goudreau, uh, I think a lot of people didn't really think he was going to re-sign in uh, Calgary. Um, I think the money the money was going to Philadelphia or New Jersey. Yeah. Ended up being neither of those teams. He goes to Columbus, which I think was a very big shock. Uh, I think Columbus came in at the 11th hour and um, for whatever reason, he was like, I'm going yeah, here. Yeah, because Philadelphia took itself out. It's Tony D'Angelo moves and other shit. So uh, Philadelphia yeah, is like one of those teams that are just doing something this offseason. Well, I, I, I do think part of the thing with Philly is they probably looked at it and said, do we want to pay this guy $10 million where we are? Because is he a $10 million player who will help build help bring a building a rebuilding team to the promised land i don't think so and i like the, to draw a lot i th- I, I, was surprised, I was surprised new jersey wasn't able to get it done they're yeah but closer hey man new jersey heavy analytics team right analytics teams want deals bargain bin. not gonna be like i'm sure they tried to sign him at eight eight and a half i think he left money on the table actually Oh, I think he did too, but I think that money was obviously in Calgary yeah. and potentially elsewhere too. I think he left money on the table in New Jersey. Uh, maybe. What did he sign for in Columbus? Nine something? Nine uh, and a ten quarter, something. Nine and a half. Was it ten? No, he was I under, thought it was under ten because I thought was ten was 10. the offer from oh, Calgary. You guys are right. You guys are right. So many Flames fans are so upset. But he left yeah, 15 I, million I, on the table in Calgary, I think. Yeah, I feel, I feel bad for them on that one. I don't, you know. Like Nine seven five. Goudreau can do whatever he wants. Like, I know people are like, oh, he has to let them know. Yeah, it sucks that he let them know last second. But it's not like Calgary, anything would have changed for Calgary. What would they have done? If they didn't have plan it? B in their back pocket that he wasn't going to sign. That's on well, them. That Trey Living's an idiot, right? Yeah. But And to be fair, I think he did. Because that's why I think they moved so quickly on Kachuk. I think I, they moved quickly on Kachuk because they didn't want to repeat. They're like, we got maximizes value. Oh, now. for sure. Get it. But I think the question was asked right away. Yeah. Hey, what do you want oh, to do? Yeah. And then they got the answer, and then they're like, okay, we'll move. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah for sure. I think that's that was the case. And um, and unlike a lot of people, I don't think they won that as this knockout deal that some people think it is. Because I really think Kachuk's a really good player, and people don't give him credit for that, especially in this city. I. Um, Jupiter was a good player. I'm real upset about that deal. I'm I enjoyed the fact that like he I just I like him as a player and now he's like on a team I'm never gonna see play. I tell you what, what, they become a whole lot more difficult to beat in the playoffs, even though they didn't have success. He didn't have success in Calgary. Him and Barkov potentially on the same line is frightening. I think that's a great deal for Calgary, given the fact that they had not a lot of leverage, I don't think. Though, I yeah, guess you could have multiple teams interested. Maybe you could be like, well, St. Louis yeah, but is offering Kachuk's, us this. So pony Kachuk up. signed an eight-year deal. So yeah. you have to... It's not like they're trading him. Like, I know people are like, oh, their hands were tied. Well, no, their hands aren't tied, really. When the other team's going to sign Kachuk for eight years, well, there's a cost with that, right? And Huberto's a free agent. So... They're Calgary's taking all the risk here. Let's not kid ourselves. They got other Uyghur, pieces. Uyghur's the other player they got yeah. out of that. And Uyghur's done a free or Uyghur's, Uyghur's a very good defenseman. And Uyghur's also good. A I, I, okay. that's why I'm not arguing the value of Uyghur. Yeah. 
I am saying Uyghur's contract is up at the end of this coming year okay. as well. Now, yeah. so what are you doing? Yeah, but in, right? in their defense, that's probably the best deal they could get. Oh, where, I wouldn't doubt it. Because the benefit they have, they probably could sign Uyghur, I'm guessing, but they probably could trade Huberto easier at the deadline and get something back for him if he won't sign. Right? I'm not as convinced that they're good unless things go off the rails. Well, if he won't Calgary. sign, well, if he doesn't sign, they have to trade him, man. You can't just let him walk. I don't know. Calgary Again. seems very unwilling to go into a rebuild. And well, I, I no, think but trading, that's not a rebuild. I think if you trade these guys, you lose Kachuk and Goudreau, and then you lose the assets you get in the Kachuk trade, which is Huberdo. I think you're forced sure, if, to go into a rebuild. No, what if he doesn't want to sign? It's. I, I know, but I, I agree with you from a logical yeah. standpoint. I just don't think Calgary is ready to commit to that. I think if they're well, no, in they the playoff won't. hunt. But why, can't, but why can't. can't you trade Huberto for assets and then use the assets to get other players? You can't. Calgary you can't fit on a, a I suppose. A I just don't know if that trade's out there. I d- it's, it's a, it'd be a rental trade for any team that gets. Uh, depends yeah. when you make it. True. But even if it is a rental trade trade that doesn't mean you can't necessarily get something good back well you don't think no, you can get good back you can get yeah. good futures most of the time though Huberto probably gets prospects. them first and maybe a player at a deadline yeah. from a team it's not like you're trading a, a chump here he's a hundred point player yeah no no i'm not saying he's a chump either i'm just yeah. saying i think player values at the deadline are um lower than it is when it's an off-season deal like yeah, going to get this, this type of blockbuster will player. not happen at the trade deadline. It will happen at right now in July because you get a full season of the player rather than uh, a quarter of it in playoffs, right? Yeah. So, like, um, I don't disagree with you, Preston. They should rebuild. Probably, it doesn't have to be a scorched earth, like no, you said. No, they have good pieces there. They have the goalie, which is a very hard thing to get. They have they have a but that's, they have but that's part of the reason why they don't want to rebuild. Is you have the goalie. And you have other pieces. So if you rebuild, what the hell do you need the goalie for? Yeah. Yeah. What you what Calgary ideally wants to do is they want to tinker in front of Markstrom enough yeah. to become successful. Yep. They you don't want to. If they sign Kadri, what are they? They're still a good team. They're making the they're better. Than, they're, they're better potentially than they were last year. Yeah. They are. I think we move. I think that makes their defense a lot better. So I think they're, 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 they probably have one of the best defense uh, groups in the West. But if you um, if you sub, if you guys substitute um, Huberto and um, Kadri for Goudreau and Kachuk, they're they're a really good team still. Almost a wash or sideways, like really. I, I think it's Kadri's like, just a different player, right? The Kachuk deal, I, I was going to say, is a is a fantastic trade for the Flames this season. It's up and they're they're that's a really good trade for this season. Yeah, and then we'll see how it works out long term. Yeah, like you said, I think I think Uyghur is a better bet to resigning Calgary. Huberto, you know, I don't know. I, well, I have no idea where he leans. Like we keep hearing Huberto wants to go back to Montreal, but. I, I didn't hear that directly. I, I that yeah. wasn't like a report. I just heard people yeah. saying, well, but it's like, he... but again, that's like, it's not confirmed in the same way. Pierre Luc Dubois, like he's not out there saying that's where he wants to go. Didn't his agent seen... say that though? Didn't his agent strap say he wants to be in Montreal? Yeah, but his agent is such a, don't even like with, that's a pretty definitive statement character to me but you you got to remember too everyone was saying that is guaranteed kachuk's gonna sign the st louis yeah that's true 
there's a lot of lost smoke and mirrors out there. Right. So, and if things go well for Huberto, maybe he wants to stay. So, like, maybe this division is weaker. Maybe he's just like, yeah, you know, I, don't I have know. to see McDavid and and Drysaddle a bunch, but you know, I can go pick on teams like San Jose and Anaheim a bunch too. Yeah, I don't know what this division is going to be. Like, I don't know what Vegas will be. You think they take a step back? LA will be even better. Like I had LA making the playoffs last year, so I wasn't surprised by them playing well. I thought Vancouver was going to be better last year than they were. I think um, Vancouver will be better this and year. And I think they will be this year too. Yeah, I think a lot of Vancouver's uh, success hinders on if they keep JT Miller or not. That will well, kind of push goalie. them. They have the goalie. Enough to win games, right? And Patterson had another off year, right? So, and he's better the back. I would, I would like to file a complaint against Vancouver. If you have an Elias Pettersson, you can't draft an Elias Pettersson. It just gets too confusing on me. They're going to find the next one. They're going to have a Pettersson, Pettersson, Pettersson line. Yeah. I don't know how they're going to be able to put the jerseys on there because they're all the same name. You can't e. have Pettersson, e. Pettersson. Yeah, you can't have the, the first name thing. So You can put the second baby on there. Oh, that's good. <laughs> The middle name. They better hope one of those name. kids likes their middle name then. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be like exactly. a, a E dot, I don't know, a middle name, E dot L Pedersen. And then E dot E Pedersen. <laughs> very, very refined, like 19, uh, you know, the, the 19, uh, 30s and 40s signatures. Yeah. <laughs> Flowy <laughs> penmanship. Um, oh, the speaking thing of that interests kids. me though right now is, is Colorado. Like, I'm curious to see if they get Kadri signed or not. The longer yeah. it goes, oh, that's actually, I don't know. The longer it goes, is it the better odds or worse odds? I don't know. Cause maybe well, he's waiting around for them. I, well, I think it's totally up to him. Like, I don't think I, they, really, they play into it too much. It's if they can make the room and the number, like I know people are thinking about him making eight or nine. Well, if he's looking at going to, Colorado, that's not happening. And with no. due respect to Kadri, I like the player a lot. He's not a nine million dollar player. You think this is would be his only time to really break the bank, though? Yeah, but you can break the bank at seven million. Yeah, but why break the bank at seven million when you can get eight million? But he can't get eight because if he could, he would have got it already. With yeah. due respect to him, he would have got it. Like if someone team some team offered him nine, well, then he's an idiot for not taking it. Yeah. I can't see anyone offering him nine. Like if Calgary goes to him now and go, hey, we want to give you eight to nine, he probably has to seriously consider it. True. But when you Even look at he's denied a trade there once. But yeah, that was you know, different. Eight, eight, nine million dollars to change. Yeah, but, yeah but that, that was different though. He even said later on the reason he said no is because he wanted to stay in Toronto. Oh. He was he was making it very much so if I say no, then yeah, they're not gonna trade me. But if you look at their cap right now, Rantanen makes cap hit, what is it, nine point two? Landeskog makes seven. And McKinnon makes six and a half. And obviously that's going up to whatever it goes to. And they just signed Nikushkin to six, which is insane as much as I like that kid. Um, they also have to be aware, like they can't sign a, 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 cap, or a large cap long-term deal because they're going to make room for Makar. Right? Well, no, Makar signed. Is he signed? Yeah, nine mil he, was, he signed in that nine million when Nurse did. Right, he so, set the market yeah. for Nurse. Um, him and well, he Nurse, didn't though, really, because well, you know, they're different. That's what they were working off of. Yeah, but he's nowhere argue. near free agency. He's twenty three, right? Yeah. So what's his name in Dallas? Got over nine there too, right? Yeah. 
and not or not or nine ish. Yes, like he makes just under nine or just right around nine. He got it first, and that's what made the the money for uh, what's his name for Makar. That kind of set that bar. Darnell Nurse makes more a year than Kill Makar. Yeah, well, he does. Yeah, but Darnell Nurse gave away free agent years. Yeah, Car really didn't. So yeah, they're all free agent like years, it. right? I just don't like. It. Well, no, <laughs> dude, it goes without saying. <laughs> I know you're not defending it. I know you're not defending it. Yeah. It's just, uh, I really. Yeah, don't. sorry. No. I don't like seeing that. Heiskanen, <laughs> that's right. He makes 8.45. So just under nine, which made sense for McCarr to sign at nine. Right? Yeah. But like you said, the Warensky and Seth Jones deals, um, oh, that was... those two threw it out of whack, right? Yeah. So... Seth Jones must be a lonely man over there in Chicago now. Oh, yeah. Watch him ask to get traded. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> I think his but, deal's going into effect this year. It was signed a year before he was actually yeah. going into free agency. So you know what? I don't know. I think you know, Seth Jones had to have known he was approaching a tire fire because fucking Chicago's been on fire for a couple years now. So just you I know, think what? he knew he was going into it like a rebuild. I didn't think he knew he was going into this kind of rebuild. A quick, a quick turn, a retool, as they like to say, right? Yeah, I think he was like, oh, they're going to retool here. They're going to move a few pieces around. No, they're going scorched earth. They're getting rid of everybody over in Chicago. I'm sorry. Chicago has been a fucking dumpster fire oh, from the owner oh, down happy to see for this. three years. So he signed there knowing that organization was a fucking dumpster fire. You're yeah. not wrong. No, you're right. Um, to be fair, you know what? This summer, people in the fuck are looking at the Oilers signings can say they signed there knowing that that the ownership group and the leadership group was a little bit on fire too. So, you know, I, I'm not going to throw too many stones. I'd like to throw some stones at Daryl Cates though. That would be fun. Can I do that? <laughs> I, think I am really like, like that. that's just. Matt, who's been running our Twitter, is just like, Matt, I'm glad you deal with this and not me. <laughs> Uh, Matt likes to make a lot of friends on our Twitter for sure. He does. Um, <laughs> He's quite friendly with so many. <laughs> Matt makes far less friends than I'd make on the subject. <laughs> the, um, the other thing the abs can do though, which again is there, and I just checked how many years he signed for, which is five. They can move Samuel Gerard, right? Because he makes five mil. Does he? That, oh, that frees God, up room for Kadri. And it's not like you can't trade a 24-year-old Samuel Gerard who makes $5 million. You can't easily. God, that, that Eric Johnson deal is a very uh, yeah. anchor. But he's got one year left, I think. Yeah. Right? It just hurts them right now with the Kadri thing. Right? Yes. You hope, yeah. As a team, you hope you don't have to trade a Gerard and you can get rid of Johnson, but moving that salary is going to be Hey, maybe uh, Arizona will take him. They're still nowhere near the floor. <laughs> yeah, but what are you giving up there? You like... Wow. I don't know. You, I feel First like Colorado's cleaned house on their prospects. They don't. I don't think a, they a had Colorado nothing in the draft, rounder. right? A Colorado first rounder right now is like a, a second rounder. Late. Hey, they they took a second and a third for Cassian. Yeah, but that was at half the salary. Right? No, it isn't. It's the full salary. Well, no, no, but like the cost Cassian's cap hit was no, uh, no, for sure. Two. But they also took multiple years of Cassian. They're True. taking one year of Eric Johnson. True. Yeah, that could affect it as well. True. Right? Because then trade them two first rounders or something. I still can't believe Arizona's not near the cap floor. I don't even know how that's possible. It feels like With they're taking on every contract. You think they'd be there by now. Um, 
Yeah, no. I, Goaltending over in Colorado is going to be interesting too. Um, and I don't yeah, think I way. Georgiev as the starter. You have a good defensive core in front of him, so maybe he can pick it up. But he hasn't been good for a while, so nope. uh, it's a Not massive downgrade. Fair. They went all in on this last year, right? Yeah. So yeah, there are those who follow the Rangers that say he's much better when he plays, and that's fair. And he's yeah. not playing there. So if he plays once every blue moon and he sucks, well, there there can there there's an argument to be made there. Would I have given him that term? No. But like Shona said, I think they have a recipe that they think might work. Yeah. Well, no, they're smart over there in Colorado. Yeah. Tosakic and Chris McFarland. Yeah. Uh, some great, great hockey minds, and that's why they won the Stanley Cup last year. And I think if you're Colorado, you can be like if I'm a Colorado fan, I'm like, you know what? Colorado can suck next year. We won the cup. I'm fine. I'm fine for at least a year. <laughs> at least that's how I would be. Um, as long as we win the cup once, I'm just like checked out. Yeah, uh, no, you got to repeat it, man. None of this <laughs> checked out stuff. You win it once, you win it again. That's how that works. That would be nice. I wouldn't be opposed to it, but uh, I, my leash is a lot longer for a team uh, who is coming off of a cup victory. That's just uh, yeah. where I stand. Um, so- Oh, you know, what other teams are, are Ottawa. Out there Ottawa did Ottawa. all the things. That's the other one I wanted to talk about. What a a, a different offseason for the Senators. They um and they still might not make the playoffs. Yeah. Oh, which is crazy is the division they're in, right? It's the, the Eastern Conference is insane over there. But I, I really like their offseason. They bring in Alex Debrincat for a, a cheaper price than you would have thought a player like Alex Debrincat would get traded for. Um yeah. they bring in Claude Giroux. They lock up uh, Josh Norris. Um, they bring in Cam- they trade out uh, an anchor of a contract for them in Matt Murray, and they bring in Cam Talbot, who I think is a better goalie on a better deal. Um, I don't even think Talbot's the starter, though. I think Forsberg is. Yeah, it's like I, I, I like both of them. They'll probably play both, right? But they're, they're they're a good tandem. I think it's a lot better than Forsberg and Murray, right? So yeah. Um, Although Gustafson wasn't a bad goalie, I think he was a really good young guy as well. So they didn't give up nothing to get Talbot, but I think the 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 faith there is in, in is in Forsberg. So they did re- they did retain though a bit on Murray though. Remember because the yeah. Leafs only paid him four eight, and he was making like over six. Yeah, still is you move out a, a not an insignificant amount. No, there, but they're another they team, right? They're still paying Bobby Ryan. Uh, and I think they have a couple of guys. I think they're still making, if I'm not mistaken, I think they got a year or two left of Fanuf because they had him on their books too. Yeah, I'm just going to take a look at their roster. I haven't really taken a good look at uh, the Senators' roster as it stands oh, right now. I like their moves. Who takes the C in Ottawa now? Well, Kachuk has it. Yeah, it Kachuk has, has it. it. Yeah, he had it last. Oh, he's going to, they're not going to take it off him. There's no way oh, they take it off him. He's, I don't know. No, they won't. There's no way. They won't take it off him, but I don't know if you won't see some sort of. No, it's always interesting to me. I don't see it. I don't think Claude Giroux is the type of guy to be like, I want to see, right? But no, I don't think he is. But I also am not 100% sure that the whatever craziness is in the water in Toronto and also in the water in Ottawa. So I guess we'll see what happens if. If Chuck still wants it, does Chuck still want to see in Ottawa? Like, I am sorry, that's been on fire for a couple of years now. Would I want to be in charge of, or theoretically in charge of that fire? Probably not. I think he probably does now that at least you see some light at the end of the tunnel, hopefully, right? So, yeah. The thing with them, though, and it's the curious part about that division, 
depends on Boston, right? Because after their coaching change, rumor is Bergeron might come back and then they might be getting Krejci back as well. So they go from being a team that I think some people looked at maybe taking a step back. They also got Pavel Zacha too. Yeah. I'm a big fan of him as well. I think that's another insignificant ad as well. So So like if that's the case, they're going to be good next year again. And Pasternak I'm sure will stay too because there was rumors about him maybe wanting out. But if those guys come back, the Bruins will be a formidable again next season, right? The Bruins, um, they're just, they've always been a team that um, can uh, sustain success. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're back in it again. Yeah. Although the clock is ticking there, but I, I think they still have uh, enough juice to go one or two more years here. So I wouldn't. Yeah. Be so looking at this floor or this Senators lineup, yeah, there's. Uh... They've got a, I, I think their top six is very good. Um, yeah. Their depth kind of falls off in the bottom six. Their D isn't uh, great, but whatever. They, yeah. They're, their defenses, especially on the right side. What I'm hearing is this Ottawa team, you know, theoretically looks a lot like the Oilers did last year. Not last year. They're the Oilers from like like three years ago. No, but I I, I think like at the start of last year, you have no top six. You're pretty. Yeah, I do think. No, they have no bottom six. They don't have McDavid and Dreisaitl, so it's not like the Oilers. Well, no, but insofar as I didn't say it was. Well, I still think it is like the Oilers, Rob. And hold on. Stop telling me that they don't have generational talent. I know that. Calm down over there. Shush. Um, (laughs) They have a pretty set idea of what their top six looks like, which is what Edmonton had. They have a bit of a wonky defense. Yeah. And a goaltending situation that may work and may not. The goaltending situation is way better than the Oilers, for sure. Well, yes, but it may work and it may not. We don't yes. know what it's gonna, how it's gonna shake out yet. But the difference with the Oilers is the goal wasn't for anyone who had a, half a brain in their head. The goal wasn't how oh, we need to get to the playoffs. Like it wasn't. No, yeah, the goal was but, big noise. but but again, it was. But it wasn't for anyone, like I said, with half a brain cell in this in their noggin. That could not have been the the oh we need to get to the first, we need to get to the playoffs and maybe went around like okay in January a hundred percent it was no in January has brain no resting back me up here that's what we were hoping for before they let Tippett go I'm saying the the team before the season everyone should have been like okay well we have Carmack David Leon Dressel in their prime we need to make noise. When yes. shit started going off the rails, I was like, this is going to be a massive disappointment if we do not get past it. I, I'm, I think I'm more on Rob's side here. It's, yeah, it's no, going to be, but, we, we got to make more than one round the, here. But here's the thing, is the moment you start thinking this season will be a massive disappointment if we don't make more than one round means that you are seriously considering the possibility that the way the team is structured, it may not. But that can happen to any team, any round. Yeah, except the Leafs. Years. The Leafs are always going out in the first round. Never mind. <laughs> but, but it can happen, right? Teams can lose. No, but that's what I mean. But, like, for the Oilers fans to put as much as was put into it this year, like, we have to, we have to, we have to. This season will be a complete disaster if we don't. Tells yeah. me that there is a not insignificant amount of worry around how the Oilers, where the Oilers were going to end up. Sure. As, 
especially at the near the end of Tippett's time in Edmonton, yeah. where you were like, if we continue the way we're trending, we may not even make the playoffs. Yeah, but and I don't disagree Robbie, with you, Shona. I don't. Right? You're right. But I can tell you, I had multiple discussions with people, and this is after Tippett left. Remember when they lost to uh, Montreal? Yeah. Yes. And who was the coach behind the bench? It was not Dave Tippett. No. And people in the city were losing their minds. Oh, people the, in the city. They were going to miss the playoffs and la la continually la. Continually lose their minds. Yes. And it's, again, it's anyone spectator who. Spectator sport. <laughs> yes. Anyone who looked at it logically would say, hey, they're going to turn this around. And they did. And they did in short order because their schedule was a lot lighter. It was a lot easier. And the one thing I think all of us, as a collective Oiler group fan base, went through last year, they looked at their struggles and forgot it was only a small amount of games. It was over a long stretch of time because of COVID, but it wasn't that many games. It wasn't like 12 games. And then they won five in a row. And then they came back in the All-Star from the All-Star game and sucked again. They weren't playing well without question, but people make it sound like it was like this 30 game stretch. It wasn't, it was 10 games, 12 games. Right. So you're not wrong though. Like people were losing it, of course. But that goes back to what I was saying. People looking at it logically would go just the way at the start of the season, those people who were like, oh, they're going to win the Stanley Cup. They're the best team in the league <laughs> with the way they came out of the gates, right? So Yeah, but I mean, again, people looking at it logically, that is the one thing that anyone who is strongly attached to a team has a great deal of trouble, you know, maintaining. Yes. There is emotional attachment to yes. teams the that I do with- not under- on a level I do not understand. The yeah. thing with this this Ottawa team is that if they miss the playoffs, I, I don't think a, I think a large portion will be like that's fine. I think as long as they compete, right? Yeah, I think have, I think they're, they're in good. the they're in the process of being like we need to yeah. be in the conversation. If Ottawa is enough. trending upwards this year, I think that's their goal. Yeah, to yeah. be competitive, to be consistently competitive, because Ottawa was competitive in stretches last year. Yeah. They just yeah. couldn't yeah. hold on to it. They're, right? they're building something good down in Ottawa, and I, I love to see it. It's I've, I think the I also NHL really enjoy a good team. the the uh, exploding heads around the Melnick sisters. That just just really it's enjoyable. <laughs> I, I think old hockey men cannot Melnick, understand having <laughs> Melnick not um, be the guy behind the scenes that uh, Dorian has to knock on the door and wait all day to get an answer on everything is helping. Uh, the team dorian do this right now because i i don't know if the the debrinkat trade happens i don't know maybe the Giroux thing still happens but i'm not sure all this happens if melnick's still the owner you you look back at the the when we trade taylor hall uh the original deal was to ottawa for cody cc but dorian couldn't get a hold of melnick to approve the deal and in that time that he was trying to do that he hall got traded to new jersey yeah but again you know it's funny because you're right melnick's not the owner in ottawa anymore but melnick's estate and his family still are the owners and it just makes me laugh because old hockey men you know are just losing their minds over the fact that two college-age people two college-age women are currently the face of the ottawa senators dorian maybe didn't work i wish that was me i'm calling a college-age person put me behind that team but that's the thing is they're it's god it's, i would be such it's a shaking up your establishment in a way like that it me. hasn't been shook lately yeah. i enjoy it 
It's yeah. true. Daryl Cates is shaking up your establishment in a way that it has been shook very many times. I do not enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> Just it's give fair. me the team. There won't be any controversy with me. I will um, give Brad Just get Hall invites with keys. everyone on Twitter. <laughs> the controversy. Um, actually, I'll just make myself GM. We'll just do that. Then we'll be fine. The, Top the, in two one, years. the one team I did find curious how they dealt with their offseason was uh, the Lightning. Any guys that they signed long term, like for like eight years, seven years. Cernak was a Sorelli, was one of them. And well, they, they signed Sergachev. Sergachev's making like eight and a half now. It's funny. He went from playing on their third pair, even though he really wasn't a third pairing defenseman, to now year after next, he's making more money than uh, than uh, Hedman. And uh, yeah, they signed Nick Paul to what was it? Seven or eight years at three mil. And yeah. uh, <laughs> Term on what? that one. Like the salary for Nick Paul is not bad, but the term, I was like, what is going seven on Seven years. Oh my God. Yeah, and uh, who was the other dude? They they signed uh, there was one other guy that they signed to long long term deal. And I can't Cernak? remember who. Cernak? Was Eric Cernak? Now I want to check. He's a D. I know that he was one of the guys that got signed. Was it Sorelli the other one? Yeah, Sorelli was the other one. What yeah. did Sorelli sign for? Sorelli signed for like six, I think it was, or something like that. Six, which years is or crazy. Six like I like Sorelli a lot. I don't know if I like Sorelli's six million dollars a lot. He's a fantastic years. like he's yeah. gonna be in in and around that selkie conversation for years. Well, yeah, but I don't know if I pay us like with due respect. And I get this even goes back to Pulley I love Pulley always have, but this this misconception that people have of how it's keeping the puck out of the net is the no, it's not. Like it is not, not for a forward. It's you can get good defensive forwards, yes, without question. You don't pay them six million dollars. If you're paying someone, if you're paying Sorelli six million dollars, and we'll use Evander Kane as the equivalent here, um, I'll take Evander Kane and his 40 plus goals because those are far more difficult to find because you can't find an Evander Kane for two million dollars. You could find a really good defensive forward for two to three million dollars, right? So, uh, how much is what's Sorelli's stat line look like? Not 40. Well, yeah. <laughs> right? And I like him a lot. 43 points, so he doesn't score as much. No. Um, he plays in all situations. He's a great player. You need guys like that to win. Don't get me wrong. But, uh, yeah. Like I if, don't know. I really like Sorelli. Uh, yeah. So do I. He's a great player. I'd take him on my team in two seconds. All I'm saying is the misconception that it's the same uh, oh, you're keeping your your puck out of your net. Yeah, if you're a goaltender, or and if that's the, to a certain extent. Well, but that's my point, right? If that's the case, then should a defensive defenseman make as much money as Makar? Depends on how good they are keeping the puck out of the net. Now, doesn't it? Say, well, they better be really good because, yeah, like I don't, I don't agree but with that's that. That's the thing is, like again, if I understand the job of a defenseman. Yeah, that is more about keeping the puck out of the net than the job yes. forward. Yeah, you know, the, the you're right, Rob. The position with the most, um, you know, direct keeping the puck out of the net focus is the goaltender, right? Yeah. And you do have some absolutely crazy goaltender contracts: Brodsky, yeah. 
Hart, so, or Carrie Price's, sorry, Carrie Price, um, you know, when he was in his, you know, like, oh, I'm saying Hart, because when the year he signed that, everyone was like, he's going to win the Hart and all these things. And then, wah, 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 disaster. Call it Montreal. But, um, you know, like, I'm not saying that um, keeping the puck out of the net isn't a valuable skill for a hockey player that should be highly paid. Yeah. I am saying it kind of depends on what the expectation is that you should do. For sure. Right? Yeah. But from yeah. a salary standpoint, the most difficult thing to do in this league is to score goals. It's only the most difficult thing to do in this league right now because people who are, are specialized to keep the puck out of the net are very good at it. Well, right? no, no, because even back in the day, even in the 80s, there are a lot of guys who scored, but still the most critical thing to have was enough guys to score goals like it was yeah. imperative so but again those guys are the guys that should get paid well to be fair they should all get paid that's how work works um not to the degree we're talking about. yeah no not but again not tens of millions of dollars paid <laughs> but again then you look at it like if things like we keep hearing things like oh you know goaltending is evolved in that and it's more yeah. difficult to score now etc ad nauseum then why don't you pay for that increase in skill? But they do. But that's they what do. I'm saying. I know. It's but then, too, you know. Too far in that direction it. is what I'm saying, no. Well, I think they're all paid too much money. Don't get well, me no, started. no, of course. It's all um, relative, right? But I'm saying with regards to percentage of cap hit, because that's all you can really look at. Your most, like, the Oilers are a perfect example, obviously. Both those guys are on deals, right, up top. But you know, could like nurse kid nurse is a perfect example. If nurse was good, a little better defensively, let's say, does that make him worth $9 million? No. Right. All right. I can't, I, I can't I mean? this because to be quite frank, I don't yeah, believe no. as fantastic I, and generational as Connor McDavid is he's worth 12.5. Well, no, well, no, it's all relative though. Should actors make $40 million? No, I can't. Well, but they do. <laughs> So this I is know. the reality we have to live in. Yeah, with I know, the, but again, within the rules that we work with, um, Connor McDavid is probably he's worth drastically more. underpaid. Yes, yeah, but but again, within the rules that we work with professional sports, the argument is that NHL players are all drastically underpaid. Because uh, no. there are, but there really? are there are, there are larger contracts in the NBA, in the NFL, in the of course MLB, right? So Money, overall, you know hockey players tend to be on the lower paid, you know, yeah, but, they have but the, less shiny, less, fancy numbers, right? There's less money to go around. That's why. 100% there's less money in yeah. hockey, which is why NHL players are paid less. Yeah. But, you know, just looking at it from an optics standpoint, like, I don't know that what Connor Mc, the skill Connor McDavid uses in hockey is any less deserving of, you know, however insane amount of money um, goes to some of the baseball players that have signed like $150 million contracts for like six years. And I'm just like, holy sure. bananas. But it's, what the fuck? it's the same argument you hear from people with regards sometimes to women's sports as well. Right. Like it, it's do all not, Rob, we will be here till midnight. Do not let's, let's back away from that. Well, no, but I'm just saying that it, and we, we see it in tennis all the time. I love tennis. I've been a tennis lover since I was a little guy. And in the slams, they make the same amount of money. But in the other tournaments, the women and the men don't. And they shouldn't. They, just because the men's game generates more money. If the women's game the generates women's game more money. Are, tennis, is, tennis is interesting, though. Because the women's game actually generates 
more TV revenue and more TV viewership. No, it doesn't. Not it has previously, yeah. Does the not. last time they did it, the, the the men's the men's game also gets um outside not. of the slams. Yeah, I'm going to just in, go. inject here because we're in a we're in oh, a we're an argument. I'm just saying it does we're, not. Like, we're in an argument about uh, tennis ratings and revenue, and I think that's uh, going from a tennis standpoint. Like, granted, men's tennis right now is it was just exiting its heyday, right? Where it's got the three best players of all time. I think it. I think it exited a little bit ago. Um, but that's okay. We're, okay, we're, we're also changing in, so topics. No. We're changing topics. We're, we're losing Preston at this point. Uh, I, I'm willing. I'm willing to. Uh, tennis is willing to. Preston is willing to humor us as long as we stay in hockey. When we yeah, I'm willing to humor, humor any type of conversation. But once we get into heated conversations, my bad. <laughs> I have to bring. I, I'll inter- I'll tennis, interject. So I was like, um, we're also running on almost two hours. This is a very long show, so I want to get things uh, wrapped up. Preston here. may make us into two shows. In <laughs> um, so just to end things off, uh, I want to, everyone to give a, a winner of free agency and a loser of free agency, and uh, hmm. and then we'll 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 end and things. We're off. talking free agency, right? Not free re-signing agency. their own guys. Well, that, could be, that, could, that, that could was be our free agent. Well. I, I guess we'll do off-season, off-season, off-season? Uh, winners okay. and, uh, and losers here. So I'll give you uh, one winner, one loser. Make it real simple here. So, uh, Sean, uh, Rob, you can decide who goes first. And as always, I'll, I'll go last. Shona, go ahead, because I'm not sure yet. Uh, I think Calgary lost, not for any, you know, fault of Calgary. But I think, you know, they're getting hit hard, uh, you know, in having to retool and, and in, in the media. Um, Columbus has been doing some really interesting things that I think will be really interesting to see how they play out. You know, in re-signing Line A and having Goudreau come in, um, I think they'll be interesting. The other, you know, real interesting one I think will be Ottawa. Um, I'm pretty ambivalent on the... Uh, geriatric old people's hockey club known as the Pittsburgh Penguins, but they're, you know, perennially in it. So uh, go them too. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't honestly, man, I don't know if I see a clear cut winner anywhere. I really don't. There's a lot. I th- Shauna made a lot of good selections there. Columbus will be interesting. Um How much do you amuse me? That's uh, how you uh, win this game. I don't know <laughs> about Columbus. The thing that keeps me from their, them winning is I just really don't like the Branson deal. And no, uh, for sure. Like and um, and trading Oliver Bjorkstrand. Is, yeah, that just happened too, didn't it? That that's just yeah, happened. and Seattle. Well, Seattle's also been pretty good this offseason. Seattle has had a decent offseason. Yeah. We'll see what they shake out too. Um, Detroit's Bjorkstrand. actually had a decent offseason too, but the thing is, I don't think Detroit will be that good yet. Bjorkstrand. I feel like they're a, still too far back in their rebuild. Yeah, I agree. See, Rob and I can agree as long as we stay in the the, the proper sport. Well, uh, well, you know what? Until Kadri signs, well, I have a feeling Kadri is going to stay in Colorado. So, I might say Colorado for the time being. Honestly, I might say the Oilers. I really yeah, might. That's fair. I, I think. They Who's your team. loser then? Uh, I I don't know. Well, legitimate loser who was trying. Not to get worse, probably Calgary. Though I do think the Leafs could be in some trouble. That's the spare parts. The well. spare parts. I really do. 
I, I think, do not know what Kyle Dubas is doing, and I think the Leafs I do not have to feel any way about it. Like I think the Leafs needed to, the thing is with the Leafs, like I think they needed to get better, and I don't think they did. But very much like I mentioned with the Oilers before, I don't think it matters for the regular season because I think they're good enough as is to win most nights. It's just the playoffs. So okay, uh, loser Vegas. There we go. There's That's a good it. one. That's a good. Oh, there is a good one. That yeah, took me a away for free. I forgot about yeah. them giving away players for free. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, that's not uh, even the first time they've done that. <laughs> and I guess the other one could be Chicago, eh? But I, again, I think that's intentional. Obviously. I think they're doing that on purpose. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if I call them a, a loser. Uh, they, they've been doing stuff I think is loser like. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they, they view it like that, but so I don't know. If I think loser like might qualify. <laughs> Um, I just really, really hate your ownership. <laughs> therefore, you lose. <laughs> Win, winner for me. Um, there's a few. Um, we mentioned Seattle. I think they got really good. I think adding Burakovsky and um, and Bjork Strand will will do wonders for their forward group. And uh, you know, getting Shane Wright in the draft, excellent value at number four. Guy was yeah. supposed to go top two at least. And to get him, I think he will help a lot down the line here. Um, just looking at their roster, seeing what else they made. Uh, Justin Schultz. Hasn't you know, retired. I, I don't know how Justin Schultz has been doing the last few years. So Schultz, I, I can't the really... thing with Schultz, he's not a bad ad for, you know, he might help, but then he's also movable. Yeah. Right? He because I still don't for think... next two years. Yeah, I still don't think they're going to push for anything right i think they got better though i think but they, they are better well not significant but the burkowski and bajork strand aren't um insignificant ads and they got no. good play they didn't have to give up assets for burkowski they paid 5.5 in free agency and they gave up barely anything for bajork strand with the type of player he is so i i'm i like ottawa's offseason as well so you know, I might give it to Ottawa, actually. They, they yeah. added a lot. Um, I don't think they're a, a powerhouse yet, but they, they moved in the right direction by quite a bit this season, this offseason. And my loser is a team we haven't talked about at all. I think it's the Winnipeg Jets. They just did nothing. Just because they did nothing. They stayed yeah. static. Um, they brought in a coach that I'm not too confident in, and Rick Bonus. I'm not too sure how that will go. Um, I feel like it was more of a panic move once – trots was out of there um yeah and then you had the whole pure luke the ball wants out thing so well and i think where they're kind of caught is they really can't do anything yeah i think they're they're stuck right? with the core and the core is rotten and no. they can't really blake get Wheel- out of it and blake wheeler's still a decent player but are you taking blake wheeler at 8.25 nope not right. at all like i like kyle connor i like Ehlers. Um, yeah those guys you think they- to an extent is is a good player um, but I think the mix that they've got there right now is just not working. No. You hear all sorts of stories about how terrible the leadership group is there and the fact that they were supposed to be Canada's best, one well, of Canada's best teams last year, I think some people were calling for them to be. And is yeah, but that was yeah, that's all based on the previous COVID season. Yeah, yeah but it's, it's everyone had to deal with that. The Winnipeg Jets are no uh, special exception exception, right? So it was no, I, it's just interesting to me, you know, they're calling for them to be one of Canada's best teams, but the Oilers have had that same, like, calling to be one of Canada's best yeah. teams for several years. Doesn't mean we do fuck all with it, right? Yeah. I, I Somehow think we, Winnipeg has obviously adopted the being less than the sum of your parts mentality, and yeah, they can right. have it. 
they're a team that I think is in a very tough position and they did nothing to get out of it. And things only got worse there. Um, well, they, ever since they lost the big man on the back end there, all those years ago, they've progressively gotten worse. Like Joshua Morrissey is a fantastic defenseman, but he can't be your only defenseman. No. And their defense even a few years ago was back or was all right. But like I said, as soon as they lost Bufflin, it started to spiral on them and they've, yeah, progress- and they've progressively gotten worse every year. It feels and, like a team that's on the verge of selling off most of their big assets. Yeah. Well, that I, might be scorched earth. It yeah. might be a scorched I, earth thing over there. Yeah. Well, I think Wheeler, uh, who else? Shifley and Hellebuck can all be moved. Right? Blake Wheeler has I, next he year. Does, he doesn't you have any year. injury, but he feels like a guy who will go on LTIR at some point. He's only got two years left, right? I know. It's just, if you, I don't know. I'm basing this on absolutely nothing. It's just my gut yeah. feel. It just feels like a guy who will get injured and go on LTIR. The thing is, all those guys got two years left, right? All three of those guys got two years. Um, and then... Connor has uh, four more. Yeah, uh, and he's. I don't think they trade him. I really don't. That's, him or that's their guy. That's their best player. That's that's a guy you can scorch with everyone, but if you keep him and bring in some decent players to back him up, yeah. And they should get something for Dubois. He's their cornerstone. Yeah, and you got to get something from for Dubois, even though he's kind of made it abundantly clear through the agent that he wants to go to Montreal. Um, He's a long time though. He's under team control this year and next year. He's an RFA next year. Yeah, well, same year. Something. He's like Pulleyarvi, right? Same same draft. So there's two Uh, years. But I'm just saying, like you know, this summer he's. Clearly wanted to go to Montreal. Yeah. You know, next summer he may clearly be wanting to do something different. A year's a long yeah. time in a hockey world. No, he, sure. he is he is with the Jets this year. He did take his six million qualifying offer. Yeah. So they have him this year, and we'll they'll like Puliarvi, they'll go through this dance again next year and see what happens. Um, well, but, it's not like there won't be suitors for that player. Yeah. Like so yeah, they, the market will be that heavier much for him. Yeah. He looked good in Calgary. I don't want to think about that. I don't want to think about that. <laughs> it's like Where do you guys Kadri. think Kadri ends up? Uh, well, I was just going to talk about Kadri. As I was going to say, the, the idea of Kadri in Calgary infuriates me because I hate playing against Kadri. I can't, he's a great player. God, is he an annoying player to play against. Not that, that I was, play against that him, was to watch the same him. thing with Tuchuk, though. They, Imagine they, if they played together. That would be super annoying. It'd be like it. a fucking power, zo- power Rangers thing that came together to be super annoying. Um, <laughs> no, I think I'm like Rob. I think Kadri tries to stay in Arizona or um, not near Colorado. Arizona, like Colorado. I think, you know. I think he does try. I don't know if he will, but I think that's what he's aiming for. I think that's why he hasn't taken anything else because he wants to see what Colorado can do. You know that- who's another team that I could have said as a loser is the Islanders. And I, I think the Islanders, well, the Islanders are, haven't done anything, which they is haven't really done nothing. I, Did I you just, lose if you don't play? Lou Lamorello has been too quiet this year. I could see him going for Kadri and Kadri going. There. Yes, that's that's been out there most of the time, yeah. right? And Lamorello always has that thing where he announces things way late in the summer. That's his that's his mo. Yeah, but I can't see Lamorello giving him like eight million dollars. Like I just can't. Yeah. Plus, they're a team coming off a pretty shit year. I don't know if Kadri wants to. Yeah, in their defense, though, they kind of got them out of everyone kind of got the short end of the stick. They had COVID, and then they had like a a 12-game road road trip to start the year. Never got their 
They got building. screwed. You know who's going to get the shirt under the stick next year on that? Yeah, Arizona. Arizona. They play like I want to buy NHL Center Ice and watch every game in Arizona. Next I think they said Arizona plays two Saturday games at home till I think February. They don't yeah. have their logo on the Ridiculous. ice. Ridiculous. Yeah. Well, they well. can't. ASU <laughs> owns the ice. Well, no, I'm, I'm it's like the Oil I'm, Kings. When the Oil Kings play here, they don't have their logo on the ice unless it's playoffs. Right? I'm uh they don't have it unless I'm it's in the favor of letters are done, right? I'm in favor of the, the university doing what they want. So they're a rank. I just think it's yeah. funny that they, they don't have their own logo on the well, ice. But that's the thing is if you go into another person's rank as a tenant, you don't get to you don't get to if you if it's your rank you can set the rules. But the Arizona is going in as a tenant of ASU and ASU setting the rules. Yep. No, I tell you though, for sure. seeing them play in that rink, like NHL level and that style hockey in that rink would probably be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah but did you I see the fun. prices? <laughs> they are not proportionate. They are proportionate to the number of seats. Of course, yeah. Well, it's... can you imagine that when the Oilers usually play out there? Aren't there like three, four thousand Oilers fans out there anyway? In in Arizona, no sometimes so yeah, it's got to be even cheaper now. They could, they could well, no, no, I think, no, 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 oh, no they will go up. They're going less up. Seats, less seats, they need so money. That'd be going up. You, uh, if you There's look at no it, they now the have seats that are, and they're not good seats. I wouldn't pay fifteen thousand for them, but are about fifteen thousand US for a season ticket. Yeah. It's gonna be no one there in a small arena. It's, the optics are terrible. The optics are terrible for the NHL. That's the team you should have just moved to Quebec City and called it a day. They, they will not the move that team. Quebec. The ownership the does support. not want to move that team to Quebec City. <laughs> no, Gary wants no part of that. That's part of his legacy. That He's has to work in Zona. That's <laughs> his, his baby. For some odd reason. I, I just I don't know why Quebec City doesn't have a team. They have the arena. They have the support. Uh, they don't have up. the arena, though, I don't think. That, that did, arena is not Videotron Center isn't? Videotron Center, I think, is kind of comparable to MTS, though. But they don't have the corporate ability in Quebec either. They just don't. And Montreal, no. the Canadians won't be like, yeah, go ahead. True. Right? Yeah, you have, the, you have to deal with the I'm not saying they have the point. corporate uh, backing or the, the fund there, yeah. the funding, but they do have arena of appropriate size <laughs> yeah for sure like the arena is the size and not like they don't have fans of course like you know that's like saying you couldn't put three teams in ontario you probably could even even moving them to houston i think would be a, a, a better idea <laughs> i guess four not... teams in ontario because ottawa's there i forgot about it yeah okay three teams in ontario <laughs> which team four. moved I got three around toronto <laughs> which team moved <laughs> We've redrawn the provincial lines here. There's only two teams in Toronto. No, like, no, but what I, what I was saying, they could fit three. I meant to say in the Toronto and greater area as opposed to two. Oh, okay. Because they've right, always yes. talked about adding a second team, right? Yeah, and a and second they one. Could easily, they could easily house three in that area. Yeah. You know, no. like, well, look at New York. It's comparable. Exactly. Right? Yeah. They have New Jersey, the Islanders, and Rangers. Yeah. Um, and it works. And um, they, well, and yeah. they've got a ton of just other teams there too right yeah there's, there's a so bunch much, of so hl teams in that area there's even even winnipeg is central winnipeg and vancouver have both centralized their ahl teams you know aren't the and oilers have, the only canadian team left that has a their minor league team out of the, in the u.s i think they well, are, calgary, right? calgary moved their team to calgary so yeah yeah and the oilers are the only one 
Montreal's is in New Newfoundland, I think, right now. No, Laval. Laval? No, look, yeah. And their ECHL team is in Newfoundland. Never mind. Yeah, the Growlers. Um, oh, no, that's Toronto's ECHL team, the Growlers. The Growlers? I thought it was Montreal. I mean, it started as Montreal's. Who knows? I don't know ECHL teams. But the ECHL, ECHL carousel carousels. <laughs> um, okay, uh, last final thing, um, because we're over two hours now. Do you guys see the reverse retro for the Canucks leak? I did not. What do they look like? Can I, um, let, me, let me look uh, at it real quick. Yeah, look it up. It's it's a uh, they got Johnny Johnny Canuck on the front. Okay, let me check. So and, while I check, um, Preston, who's going to win the U.S. Open men's and women in tennis? <laughs> All right, my tennis knowledge has been terrible. As long as it's not Novak Djokovic, I will be happy. I'm just messing with you. I oh my, those are. Uh, did they show the? That's the it's, actual jersey. It's a leak. Um, lots of people are like aesthetics, which is the 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 source I usually trust um, with jersey information. It's thinking it's legit because this is kind of how last uh, uh, the last round of uh, reverse retros uh, leaked out in the same time. You know what? I actually don't think that's legit. That no? is almost fucking dead on to the Stockton or the Abbotsford jerseys. What do the Abbotsford jerseys look like? That's like fucking scarily close to Abbotsford's jerseys. I mean, it could be legit. The NHL's done dumber things, but I, you know what? This might be an unpopular opinion, but on that um, jersey, I love the old uh, orange crest of the NHL coming back. I'm a very big fan of that. Um, shocked into silence. Huh? I think there are worse things in the, the Jersey world. <laughs> All right. Um, well, I think that's going to do it for this episode of the Copper and Blue podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed listening. And uh, now we're entering the dog day of summer. So uh, the podcast might be a little fewer and far further in between since the Don't worry. Is, Preston uh, can turn this one into two episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now we'll just drop it all at once. No, no need, no need to split it up into two. All right, so we'll we'll talk to you guys when we, when we talk to you guys, I guess. So thanks for listening and uh, talk to you hopefully.